Rack's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. This month, the college extends a warm welcome to its new president, Dr Sally Langley, who takes over the role from Dr Tony Sparnan. Dr Langley is a New Zealand plastic surgeon, former president of the New Zealand Association of Plastic Surgeons, and who's worked in both public and private surgery for more than 30 years. She discusses her role and the challenges and opportunities facing the college in the near future. First, Chris Ashmore asks Dr Sally Langley what drew her to a career in surgery. I was always interested in doing procedures. During my medical training, I was more drawn to undertaking procedures. I came from a background of doing arts and crafts, so I liked doing things with my hands. I like to see a job done and a result, and surgical procedures are more likely to achieve that than some other areas of medicine. I love uh, the idea of plastic surgery in particular. I got exposed to that when I was a medical student. I went to some tutorials with plastic surgeons talking about burn management, cleft lips and palates, and they they were certainly impressive. So that was my early interest. And then I managed to work in interesting surgical jobs, general surgery, orthopedic surgery, as well as the other areas of medicine, of course. And, And then I got lucky breaks getting surgical registrar jobs, getting my, as it was called then, part one in surgery. That's the exam before you start training. And then I managed to gain a place in surgical training at the equivalent of postgraduate year four. Now, throughout your career, you've been involved in education and developing others. Why has that been a priority for you? It's very important to all of us in medicine to to give back. We've all been well-educated by those who've come before, and we always have medical students, more junior doctors, people training in our specialties and nurses, we always have them around us. So it's important to keep going with education in all its formats, whether it's casual discussion about the patient in front of us with their problems or more directed tutorials, structured tutorials and programs of teaching. And also in the developing countries where I've been, it's important to be educating and teaching these people so they can eventually take over and do the things themselves. You've recently taken over the presidency of RACS. Why did you want to take on the role and what are the main goals you hope to achieve as president? I've uh, taken on the role because I've been elected to it and prepared for it through my different roles in council, being involved with several committees as a chair at various times. So I'm prepared for it because I've got the background I've gained quite a lot of corporate knowledge about issues that are going on. There's always more to learn, and I do like to know as much of the background of the issues so as I can understand them better and plan well. And what do I want to gain for the college? Biggest challenges? Well, at the moment, we've been through, we're still going through the COVID-19 pandemic. And so essentially, we've got the post-COVID recovery And that COVID has certainly affected us in the college. The college staff have been largely working from home, just returning to the college building, certain percentage at this stage. 
We've been holding most of our meetings virtually by video conference and audio conference, and it's been working very well. Uh, and that's one of the things I have wanted to improve over the last few years is increase in virtual conferencing and decrease of international and domestic travel just for meetings and education. Post-COVID, we do need to work out a better way forward for committee meetings, education and training of our junior doctors. And also with COVID, there was, at periods of time, significant cutback in elective surgery and surgical services delivered, so that affected some regions and some of our specialties more than others. So we need to look forward to improve that and reflect back to how significant that has been. Another challenge that we have, an area of interest, is the rural health equity strategy. We don't have equitable surgical services throughout Australia and New Zealand. Our patients in metropolitan areas are certainly better served and some socioeconomic groups are better served. So we have developed a draft strategy to look at serving the rural health community better, the rural community better, and we are moving on that, collaborating with various groups and looking at how we can select, train and retain for rural surgical services. Are there any particular issues or areas you're looking to champion as your time as president? Well, certainly the rural health equity strategy, which I've mentioned We need to continue with our work on building respect and improving patient safety. It became a very significant issue as I started in council. Of course, the problems with bullying, discrimination, bullying and sexual harassment have been going on for many years, but it came to the crunch in about 2013. And then the college developed a a strategy to move forward, the building respect, improving patient safety strategy. So that's been going for a few years and we're reviewing that at the moment and we'll be working out whether there are better ways in the future to further decrease the incidence of bullying and the other problems. And related to that, there's also well-being with respect to stress and burnout. So we've got a fellowship services group looking at uh, well-being. In fact, it's a multi-college group headed by Dr. Kim Jenkins, psychiatrist, and because uh, it's, it's certainly getting a lot of publicity at the moment, the problems with trainees and surgeons of all ages and problems they're having with their interactions at work, workload and uh, work systems. Any other particular challenges that's facing the college and something that you perhaps want to address early on in your presidency? Well, there's always the concern about professionalism. We must uh, look after our patients to the highest standard that we can and promote that, make sure that all of our patients are getting the best care that they can. And it's not always a surgical solution. Surgeons don't have to undertake surgery to give the patient the best care that can be delivered And part of that also is charging, how much surgeons charge. We've got no ability to monitor that or advise on that, but we are aware of some unprofessional behaviours amongst a small percentage of surgeons. So that's certainly an ongoing issue that we're aware of, and we keep an eye on it, but we've got a very limited 
ability to actually deal with it, but it's the poor professional behaviour that we'll be keeping an eye out for and having better policies to deal with that. Mm-hmm. What about opportunities, Dr Langley? We've been through a lot the last 12 months or so because of COVID. Any uh, opportunities that you can see for those listening? Yes, well, we've got a fellowship of very well-educated and diverse surgeons. And so coming together, there's a lot of ideas and research going on. So that's certainly a great thing. And we need to you know, develop more to serve the people better, uh, to make surgery safer, undertake surgery to a very high standard, maintain the high standards. And also, we need to be aware of the environmental sustainability of surgery and the workforce. And that's a, a big issue ongoing. Surgery, medicine, consumes a huge amount of energy and generates a huge amount of waste. We, we do need to address that. We have a lot of single-use supplies that we use and even instruments, and uh, it's generating masses of waste. Certainly we want good quality, sterile instruments and products, but we have to find ways of generating less waste for the environment. Well, you're the second female RACS president. What does this mean to you? And do you feel like a role model? I do. This is very important, being the second female. The first one was Anne Colby. That was about 12 to 15 years ago, I think. She's a paediatric surgeon who has worked in Auckland. It's an important leadership role for all surgeons, and particularly women. I think uh, it shows that Women can step up, of course, and do any role that they wish to. It's a reminder that women can indeed uh, get involved. And I would encourage women to become involved at many levels, like uh, becoming faculty members of skills and professional development courses, become committee members and hospitals and education groups and the college plus their specialties and subspecialties. So there are many roles that women can take, of course, just like men can. But getting started and doing a role for a few years and then doing a different role, one of my best roles, I feel, was being an examiner for the fellowship examinations for surgeons. Very collegial, important role. So aspiring to doing things like that is very helpful for oneself as well as one's colleagues and trainees. Dr. Sally Langley. RAC's Postop Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.